All right, we're on. Yo, yo, yo. Unelectable Airwaves Special Edition, mm-hmm. episode 37 slash 36. Yeah, we um, are. It's one of those two. Yeah, I mean, we're trying to keep up with the podcast stuff, with the live stuff, with the Twitch stuff, with the YouTube stuff. We're uh, still jumbling everything together, but we'll we'll get it. We'll get we're just it. twitching so hard, man. Well, I mean, it, it's it's a it's pretty dope ass platform, actually. I mean, it was more your idea than mine, so I've got to give you props for that. Well, I just noticed that like streamers seem to be gravitating towards Twitch, like it's yeah. where yeah, and all it, the people have been watching. Well, it seems like it takes a little bit less time to get an audience up on Twitch than it does on YouTube. You know. Yeah. That, I mean, that's pretty crazy. That like, algorithm's a motherfucker on YouTube, man. You gotta put so much shit on there. Yeah. 200 people listened to us last night, just no advertisement, nothing, just threw it up there. That's that's pretty good, like, for just starting out like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was, what, our third, fourth stream? Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, man, Twitch is dope. I'm loving it. Um, but, yeah, so we're still going to try. I mean, we're still going to make the podcast. But in between episodes, you can catch us on twitch most nights yep. doing the same shit just talking about stuff that's going on because yeah i think our, there's our, a lot going on man yeah I, I think the the setup we have for interviews versus twitch streaming and um and even like throwing youtube clips on there is going to be good eventually we're, we will simulcast we will make that jump yeah it's for um professionals we're still we're still amateurs <laughs> um but look at this setup, though. Like, if you could see it, oh, I'm sure you guys are just listening, but it looks sick. <laughs> it you looks got, sick. You gotta come check us out. The production quality yeah. has improved tremendously. It's tremendous, Ooh. folks. Folks, it's very tremendous. It's very strong. Very strong production quality. Um, but this episode you're about to listen to is uh, some segments from our nightly streams. And I, like, Picked out some of the ones I thought were the best, um, you know, the funniest, the most uh, cutting edge takes, um, you know, and I think I think you uh, you guys will like it. I think there's a lot of stuff on there. We go over a lot of Hunter Biden takes, a lot of um, Amy Kobe Bryant takes, um, a lot of coronavirus. Uh, yeah, a lot of coronavirus takes. Um, what else is on there? There's um some segments about uh, the based pope. Uh, we have our whole uh, debate night drinking game. Um, I don't know if that one put it. I don't. I didn't put that one on there. But uh, um, well, if they go on the. I might, they, they go on. They find the Twitch stream and they can find. It. Yeah, watch that one though because some of them like I put the ones on there that are best in audio form. Like I put the clips in there. That's why. This introduction has to be exactly six and a half minutes long. Yep. It's a long story, but we're going to talk for three more minutes because <laughs> it'll make my, my night a lot easier. Yes. Um, I mean, I think maybe we could start trying to do like, um, you know, like Wednesday nights or something, just record a show, you know, and put that out Thursdays as a podcast. It's just, um, if you don't do it right away, then it gets kind of old. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's why I think the the interviewing people helps with that because it's not really 
so stuck yeah. on one topic. You know, we could just go and and get to learn more about any of these uh, lefties that decide to go in and speak with us. You know, and uh, interviewing Hunter last week was pretty dope. And uh, yeah, you know, we we should have a couple more guests like that uh, upcoming. You know, and uh, I mean, actually, like most of their takes. You know, that's the that's the crazy thing. You know, because you never really know sometimes with the people that you bust out on the on the left, and you're looking at, you know, their their Twitter feeds, and then, you know, and I think you have it right though when it comes to Twitter, where like there's so much of a of an emphasis on trying to be edgy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like the edgy thing is to go and say this or that about whoever. Just to get well, it's like the takes are like extreme though. It's like there's not, they're not, there's no nuance, right? Like you'll say like this is the greatest performance ever, mm-hmm. you know, or you'll say like oh that was the most devastating takedown of all time, or you know but, like you know uh, you... communism is the only way to go. Yeah. The ones you know? that are really are pissing me off are hot take. This is actually not that great. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I hate it when they say sweetie. Oh, come on, sweetie. Yeah. You know, or sweaty. Like, yeah, whatever it is. It's really sweaty, funny. Sweetie, bullshit. Yeah, bro. Well, like, uh, people try to take, like, hot. broad. Yeah. They try to take, like, hot. one person's take yeah. and extrapolate it so that it's, like, indicative of a whole type of person. Yeah. Like, uh, all you PMCs are the same. Or, right. you know, like, um, or, uh, we don't need white you in leftists. our movement, white lefties. <laughs> that was one. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, or, just because someone's like, a douchebag, it doesn't, you know, and it's so know? formulaic too. Look, I could just think of one right now. Hot take: All white lefties are class reductionists. Yeah, that's the kind of <laughs> shit you see on the timeline. It's ridiculous. But oh, enough man. about our griping. We are on and live, all that good stuff. And even better, uh, I just already tweeted out the link on our feed. Uh, so we're getting a lot more streamlined about this. Pretty, I'm pretty impressed with ourselves. <laughs> um, yeah, man, fucking rolling, man. I got the professional, like some legit stuff man you're like tracking news stories and stuff we're doing like editorial meetings and yeah i mean that's right yeah that's kind of like how we wanted to look at that you even got our you even get check our twitter or yeah there you go there's my twitter thing right there you can even spot that you don't have to wait for us to plug our own handles at the end of the show but um i guess uh the big news maker as always is the president my man who uh hit the campaign trail COVID and all, taking his COVID with him to his Yeah, people. he's got to, you know, he's <laughs> going to bring his strong message of solidarity to the American people who are struggling, and they they just need to see their president. You know, yeah. they need to see him. They need to see a big man. I mean, you know? he has to still be contagious, right? I mean, at this point, it's like yeah, a little I, early on that he's not contagious anymore. Yeah. You know, um, well. 
Yeah, you know he has to be on something because even for him, he's a little bit more um, unhinged than when he's usually doing his off the cuff stuff. He's got fucked up from all the steroids, man. He has to. Well, all right, well, this all sounds like conjecture. Let, let's just go ahead. Let's roll the first clip out, um, and uh, that way, <laughs> that way, um, you understand what we're talking about. We're not just like saying yeah, a bunch man. of shit. All right, drop so. that shit, son. Yeah, what was it? Um, Amy, pull it up. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see this one. There we go. And. This me, the nice part. I went through it. Now they say I'm immune. I can feel, I feel so powerful. I'll walk into that audience. I'll walk in there. I'll kiss everyone in that audience. I'll kiss the guys and the beautiful women in them. Um, yeah, so <laughs> there's Trump going about his Trump ways, you know, um, he, <laughs> it's very, yeah, well, I mean, Trumpian. you very, I mean, there's a little, I think it sounded like he caught himself there cause he talked about kissing a bunch of dudes, which he is was weird. All into it, man. He, he... he was really, into, it's like when you just realize you're way too high. And, I don't um, think. Did you think that? I didn't notice that. Do you think he felt? Because I, I thought feel it like was he just lying. This dude had to have been like on so much speed or uppers. It's like I'm yeah. gonna kiss everybody. I'm gonna kiss you. I'm gonna kiss the baby. I'm gonna kiss the dog. I don't. I don't care. Line up. I'll kiss you. You're like what the? <laughs> I don't. Well, uh, you you didn't want me he to. He doesn't share. really care about like he can say stuff like that, right? Like he yeah. is like um. It's kind of like the um. You know what's that uh, the legal theory that that Bill Barr is that where the you know the the president can do no wrong right you know like that's the mentality so that if he says something that sounds like super gay like it doesn't <laughs> you know it's not it doesn't they'll justify it right there's a right. reason for why it sounds super gay hmm. like you know I thought it was a strong message you know coming out in uh you know support of bisexual awareness visibility you know i mean yeah i, I mean uh, if he's if that's what he's doing there i mean i, I guess i'm i have to come down in favor of of his bisexuality but um uh. and uh okay so on that's one side of the presidential race uh but we should um we should check on the other how do you think um mr biden is doing matt uh, fucking fantastic. Well, here we go. Uh, you can see that. Matt. Today, I'm a proud Democrat for Senate. Uh, yeah, he ran for Senate like his whole life, so that's his default too, right? Like he just goes back to like his uh, you know, his heyday. Uh, yeah, that that was. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty clear cut. That about what he said, though. I mean. Do you chalk this up to melting brain syndrome, or is that just a misspeak? I don't think that's the same thing. Like, I didn't hear it, actually, because I'm over here. But, like, he, um, it's, let me watch it. Hold on. Yeah, it's just a short I just was, <laughs> yeah, that's just, I, yeah, I think his brain's melted. <laughs> I mean, not that, that's not why, though. I mean, I, I. I think that's acceptable. Like old people do that all the time. Like I do that sometimes, you know, like okay. not like that, like, and as often as he does, but like, you know, he doesn't know he's doing it and he's just like befuddled all the time. Like they have to like lead him around. He's so frail and 
it's just obviously not there, man. Not to mention <laughs> the stuff that he does, like when you challenge him, you know, like that's how it's documented. It's di- like they know that the symptoms, right? And that's right. one of them is like getting confrontational. He's definitely got these. I, I think anybody who disagrees with that is just, you know, that's just cope, right? Mm-hmm. Like he is 100%, his brain is leaking out of his ears. And <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do because the president has so much power now. And like, if you watch like movies and TV, it seems like they, you know, get and in real life, it's we've seen that out too. They have a lot of day-to-day power. Like they make decisions every single day that affect the business of the government. Yes. You know? I don't know who's going to be making those decisions, but like we've just been consolidating power in the presidencies for you know the past thirty years, and now they basically run the country and the world by themselves. Right. And now this befuddled old man is going to have to figure shit out. Like. That was why I was against voting for Biden. It's just like, <laughs> the, you know, Trump is just like full fash, you know, like I don't what else to say. Like, it's yeah, like this dude with, have with a, a melting fuddle. brain. Well, I mean, on well, that like note, two brains of fascism, like, you know, one of them is like a kinder, softer fascism, I guess. Like, you know, Joe Biden's not going to change any of the policies. Right. He's just going to do like what they do. He's going to take over and continue running the country so, as Trump was running it. Dude. Yeah, I mean, there he gets a lot of circulation in our feed for some reason, though. Like, I actually yeah, had to go and well, I had to mute him. I had to mute him because I'm not interested in seeing his bullshit. He gets 55 million views on YouTube a month. Are you serious? I think is the number. So, so you're He's telling the most me popular political commentator on YouTube? So wait a minute, of I all of them, left and right, Tim Pool. Yeah. Yes. More than anybody, more than like CNN, more than everybody. How? <laughs> um, I mean, okay, so you're more than he Shapiro. Tells what they want to hear, and he says it like he has this character where he's like a disaffected liberal, and he tells Chuds oh. what they want to hear. He so, says, "Well, I mean, he, that's like, that seems like Dave Rubin shtick. Like, he gets some. Rubin sucks at it though." <laughs> He's not good at it. Like, Ruben's a fucking Okay, like, so, okay. Oh, like, that makes so much sense, it. though. I think he's a believer. No, I think he, like, started off as, like, you know. Playing the character? Like, yeah, and I feel like just he's, you know, because apparently he used to be cool. Like, he was at Occupy, and, you know, he was, like, an independent journalist. And then, so, yeah, I don't know. So he actually was a journalist at one point. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he's still I mean, a journalist, but, man. He does what he, he like. You know, does he has like three yeah, channels I'm, and he puts out tons of videos. Like he works hard, I'm sure. But no, I'm, I'm taking a shot at him by saying <laughs> I was just taking a shot at him for like, yeah, he's still a journalist. But anyway, <laughs> and I would like to know what he if he's, you know, a true believer or if it's all still an act. Because like he gets, mm-hmm. you saw that clip, man. He was fired up, right? Did that look like an act to you? I mean, it easily could be an act. <laughs> You think that was an act? Yeah, I don't really. He looks scared, man. He's I mean, doing, he's freaking out. <laughs> it's like, well, he's responsible for so much of the psycho shit over there. Well, like on the far right, because he let's, like um, hits them on nerve. He like tells them like. Well, I mean, a lot of that shit was. That's what and, he was saying in that clip, and I mean, if, if yeah. you believe the guy, you trust the guy to give you information. 
You might freak out over what he's saying. Who, who the fuck says that? Who says that? Like they're gonna come for you. Who the fuck they're gonna, says that? Yeah, they're gonna fire you from. They're gonna fire you from your job. Fire and they're your gonna, mom. Yeah, they're gonna fire your mom. They're gonna slap your mother like a. I mean, what, what the fuck? <laughs> well, since so, we're talking about one grift, I guess we could talk to him about another dude that went ahead and and uh, pissed you off here. Um, Jake uh, Anbinder. Is that the way you say his name? I'm not sure. Here well, he is. Set it up for that, though. Uh, let's, so, let's talk Brianna, about. I'm just gonna. Joy Gray, well, we're Virgil. just gonna. We're just gonna touch on this for a little bit because you had you, you had a pretty strong response here. You have to set it up, though. The guy is subtweeting <laughs> them, you know. But this he is was well, on the show. Right. I'll, I'll go back to the clip. I'll go back to the clip. But I just wanted to go in. <laughs> okay. So first of all, there was that tweet with, uh, in which my boy here responded. There's no universe in which this guy isn't an asshole. But this was following the Chomsky and uh, the Brianna Joy Gray uh, in, uh, debate. And um, it, it seems like anytime Brianna goes out there against the libs, she catches a particular kind of ire from uh, the libs. And um, well, Chomsky, let's be honest, like he's a pretty well-respected leftist figure. He's decided that voting for biden is the i guess the right move strategically he's been saying that his whole life he always says that he says the republican is an existential threat to humanity yes blah, blah, blah. you gotta vote for him it's the end of the world i mean he might actually be right this time because like i said trump will do anything he uh -huh. doesn't really fucking care so yeah um, so this was on um bad faith pod so hopefully we don't get like struck with something for this but <laughs> well you were worried about that but um, me and Bri and uh, Bri Bri Joy argue with Noam Chomsky for an hour on the latest episode of Bad Faith Pod. We won the argument. They so yeah, they won. Yeah, did. Well, uh, what that old man. So I mean, where did you where did you stand Here, on Chomsky? Play the clip. Then? Let me. I'll start it at the right time. All right. Do you think Virgil's telling the truth? With uh, that, what that they won? I don't know. I mean, Chomsky. Um, I mean, he's a smart. I mean, of course, he's a brilliant guy, but. I think Bri I think from the first clip that I saw, I think Brianna made a better point. But uh let's play this one then. Ready? I just don't know how. All right. I mean what are the long-term consequences of Ready? everybody on the broad left, Democrats, liberals, everyone, saying that under any circumstances we will vote for a Democratic candidate as long as they are incrementally better than the Republican candidate. Does that way of thinking contribute to the rightward shift of the Democratic Party over years? And what mechanism will ever stop that shift if we're not willing to ever, under any circumstances, leverage our votes? What you're saying, if you think it's true, is you should help Trump win, because maybe in the long run, that'll affect the Democratic Party. That's a terrible choice. Helping Trump win, as you suppose. It's not what she's saying at all. Mm -hmm. Four more years of destruction of the environment, getting possibly the tipping points, that's which we can get reversible. Certainly making any effort to deal with it very difficult. It would mean stacking the judiciary with young, ultra-right lawyers off the bottom so that nothing would be possibly done for generations, and I can go on. I don't think that's a wise thing. Just on the hope that maybe sometime in the long term, I take the multi-generational threat very seriously. Um, you know, as a black American whose family members have been living as a 
third tier in American society. My mother was born into an America that didn't recognize her basic human rights. Um, in 1960, she's a relatively young woman. And so what concerns me is the way in which the vote blue no matter who think mindset basically privileges more recent concerns that are equally grave as more long-standing concerns that are built in the status quo and says, we have to vote for X candidate to prevent X ill from happening. At the same time, those who have suffered under the status quo never seem to get an opportunity to have their issues heard. Well, I mean... I think I, I mean I still I would still fall into John the category. Didn't respond to her. Mm-hmm. Were you saying but, you still fall into? Well, no, I still fall into the category with Bree saying because if you're if you're not ever withholding your vote, if you if you don't show them that you, they have to come and get you or do something for you, they're never going to do it. It's not in their interest mm-hmm. to do it. It's not anywhere close into their interest to do it. You know they their interests are aligned with capital they're aligned with corporate with the uh, corporate entities and if long as as long as they can get your vote and still serve those interests for their donors then what are they why would they there's yeah. no incentive to do anything else yeah josh is just looking at it from that narrow frame it's like it's the way he phrased it like you're part of the 50 percent of non-voters yeah like, it, it seems a little, little dismissive well no he's He's right, though. It's like they don't care. It's like if there's 5% of the electorate who's like – maybe not even 5 whatever, like the activist left. Right. right. Who's not going to vote for Biden, like however many that is. Like I don't think they care enough. They obviously don't care enough to come get your vote, right? They're not going to change. Like you said, their interests are aligned with capital. They're not going to change because the left is mad at them, right? Like No. Unless you're – like if Bernie had – you know, done some shit, you know, when he was dropping out, that would have been one thing, but just individually, it makes no sense to try to like, you know, leverage that, like, they don't care, right? If you could muster, you know, a few million votes in swing states or something, then, you know, they would probably be a little bit at least willing to negotiate, right? But I I don't know. But, you know, just throwing down and pledging your fealty every cycle no, like i said you just don't fucking say anything right just yeah. don't don't bother with it like you know you you might vote for joe biden you might not just it's just you know like you know like christman says man girl pill like <laughs> well uh don't worry about I, it well i think uh, i w- well personally i'm looking forward to your rant again this guy since he seems to have felt very strongly about uh this tweet here so all you need to know about Bernie's former national press secretary arguing with Chomsky on a podcast is there is a universe where Bernie, having chosen a different press secretary, is about to win a presidential election, so which psychotic. is such a bullshit line, man. It's, so, it's okay. Even so if it was Bernie's true, like, Ber- like Bernie's press secretary is the reason the campaign didn't succeed because she was just asshole. too. Too imagine saying far that, out there. Like, I mean, imagine meaning that. that well, I mean, he's I, going for hot Twitter takes, right? I mean, I suppose that's what it so is. Like, he's trying to say, like, this, blah, 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 like, definitely would happen, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you, I've said this all along. Anybody who says they know why Bernie lost is full of shit, right? Like, because like I said last night about the other thing, it's like everything is everything. There's a ton of different issues. There's not one thing, right. and like they all add up 
But the main yeah. issue was that they were they were never going to let him win, right? They, yeah, they all they joined up. Boy, they in twenty sixteen, he freaked him out, right? right. So and they made sure that wouldn't happen this year. Yeah, and they all joined up, and then they had Warren stay in just to weaken his vote. <laughs> It was so, so staged, all of it, that. All like, of it. Of course it was. <laughs> so, I mean... Even Warren in was the telltale, right? Because that's what did it. Like, her staying in the race is what caused it to him. Like, full stop. Trump says yeah. it. Trump's right. Like... Yeah, well... And everybody else <laughs> drop out except her. You know, the more you think about it, the more, like, you know, worthless the online chatter really is in the grand scheme. Like, I think in the primary, it was a little different because the electorate was a lot smaller. It was like, you know, people who were like, you know, people who follow politics a lot, like had more to do with it. Like just the way, you know, um, strategy was put, you know, put to effort and that kind of thing. And, and now it's just kind of like, there's, you know, actual people in the swing states that they're fighting over right like right. that's the strategy they just go after like a few million people in those districts and kind of you know lead everything else up to let nature take its course right so they don't fucking care about the online left now no you no know, like but these people who are just well, you know terminally online like well speaking of online those um, issues the well, appeal to their material interest and they'll vote for you. They keep saying it loud and clear. Like every focus group, every time they look at it, it's and just, it doesn't really you know, matter the state. About, oh, it, talk no, about jobs, but, talk about wages. But yeah, and it doesn't really matter the state. It really doesn't. Yeah, everywhere, exactly. <laughs> you know, but uh, she, I think her criticism against McConnell there was actually pretty strong. I just find it rich coming from her for supporting Trump anyway. Um, but she said, you know, this is the Senate majority leader and his job is to go and pass a stimulus for, for Americans. And There's she, no he's not going to, and look, uh, we'll get into it right now, but regardless of what comes through and what the, what Pelosi decides to accept or whatever it is, the Republic, the Republicans aren't going to give the American people any money. They're not, they're going to turn into deficit hawks and say that we can't afford it. It's absolutely insane that they're not spending money and, right now. It's like, right, and, I just don't understand what, what the Republicans think. Like, I understand what the Democrats think. Like, mm-hmm. they don't want to give Trump a victory, right? They want to fuck him over until the, um, well, let's, know, uh, until after the race. Well, right? let's start with the, the hearing first. So the, there is a hearing now for, um, uh, Coney Barrett here. Um, and, uh, Klobuchar, you know, we remember her, she ran, was running for president. Uh, said in the hearing that I I think this whole thing is a sham. Uh, Mike Lee, who has COVID positive, was there. Lindsey Graham was there not, with no mask. Um, the Republicans are just playing right into their hypocrisy. I mean, they're 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 being as hypocritical as uh, as ever, uh, even more so. I mean, it's a, we were talking about um, less than a month out. They're trying to ram a Supreme Court pig down the throat of the American people. Yeah, I mean it's a. Uh, and then say, on top of that, exposing themselves to a deadly virus and everybody else. You should say, um, should say they, they, you all are toxic. Like you're not, you know, you're not wearing masks. You're not doing any protocol. You're getting people sick. It's like the, the clinic at the White House. I saw some story on NPR. It was like the clinic at the Congress is like over full. They can't even take anymore. And on top of that, they're trying to ram through this judge when they haven't passed the stimulus. It's right. like if I was any of them, I would every time I opened my mouth on TV, I'd be saying it's insane that the Republicans are trying to confirm a judge when we need a stimulus bill. Right. 
Um, I can't really say. I don't and, watch cable TV, so I don't know what the Democrats are saying on TV. Well, I did want to bounce this back to another dude, another another piece of work here. Um, Mr. S- Senator Josh Hawley, who made a claim that uh, by Kamala not going, that she was uh, an anti-Catholic bigot. <laughs> so yeah. here we go. I got the... dying to say that. Their membership in Catholic fraternal organizations like the Knights of Columbus. And for those watching at home, that's right, you heard me correctly. Senator Harris and others on this committee have repeatedly questioned judicial nominees' fitness for office because of their membership in the Knights of Columbus. The ranking member, when you were last before this committee, Judge, for your initial confirmation hearings, the ranking member referred to your Catholic convictions as dogma, that's a quote, that lives loudly within you. Picking up the very terminology of anti-Catholic bigotry current in this country a century ago. She wasn't alone. Other senators on this committee last time asked you if you were an Orthodox Catholic. Is this one in the bookmarks? One senator no? said she worried yeah. that you would be a Catholic judge oh, I think if you I were confirmed because of your religious beliefs. I guess as opposed to an American judge, as if you can't be both a devout Catholic and a loyal American citizen. And it's not just you, Judge. Other nominees who have come before this committee for years now have been asked by my Democrat colleagues over and over their views on. I need to watch this one. Their views about um, their membership statements of Catholic organizations, about their membership in other Christian organizations, and all. Well, <laughs> um, yeah, the issue he brings up, um, I guess, to say that that Kamala is anti-Catholic is. Uh, their opposition to the Knights of Columbus. What? Yeah, there's some like the uh, Knights of Columbus that that was a some kind of opposition that Kamala had vocalized against, um, against the, uh, you know, against. What the fuck is he talking about? Man? I mean, he's Dude, trying to like, say that the, that it's a repeat pattern that it's not just so for Barrett. Mad, like there's no like. It's so phony. I mean, it, it it just is. I mean, the whole thing is a sham. I'm with, um, yeah. This guy does that whole fake populist routine too. Like, right. He should be against this judge, like if he cared about any of this stuff. Yeah, and I and uh, just, I mean, I'm just trying to read up a little bit about what, um, what exactly the whole thing with behind uh. Kamala's opposition with that group is, but if it's getting defended, I mean, I'm going to go ahead on the limb and say that there's probably more to that than just being part of any kind of group. And regardless of any of that, they're part of that weirdo group, man. Well, I mean, look, the, the other thing about it is I don't, this is the part of what we had talked about when we talk about religion and we've done. So like the last couple of nights is where the right likes to weaponize religion for political purposes. This is so, he, this is what he cites as the proof that they've. Um, he says right, this is his tweet: the new uh-huh. democratic line. We've never attacked Barrett's faith, but Feinstein called Barrett's faith dogma. Hirono said she worried Barrett would be a Catholic judge. Durbin questioned whether Barrett, Orthodox Catholic, Harris, membership in Catholic org is disqualifying. Like none of those things are attacks on the woman, let alone on her religion, right? Like no, those are just normal words no. you use to describe a devout Catholic. Like it's Is there something compare that, that I mean, to the kind of shit like the his, like the Sharia law stuff you well, hear from the judge. Yeah, I would right? I, I think a, a very one of our favorite like Congress people went ahead and chimed yeah. in about this. Uh Ilhan Omar. 
Uh, let's be clear about this. If a Muslim woman was nominated for to the Supreme Court of the United States, you would see Republicans lose their absolute minds about her religious background. Sharia law would be trending right now. Miss me with the pearl clutching and all this righteous talk about religious freedom. Yeah. It's it's a ridiculous take, even from the chuds. It's an absolutely like shameless. Like what? I just don't know who's buying that. I mean, I'm sure they have some people who are eating it up, but they don't really have to. It's just like they have, they're talking about that so they don't have to talk about her terrible record as a judge. Like she's just – you can't discuss her legacy as a judge without yeah. talking about all of her terrible anti-worker stuff. Yes. Like, and besides boss, I think I saw a stat like 75% of the time she sided with the bosses over the workers. And then uh, from AOC, uh, when politicians use faith as an excuse to pass and uphold laws that seize control of people's bodies but not guarantee them health care, feed the poor, shelter the homeless, or welcome the stranger, you have to wonder if it's really about faith at all. (laughs) And then uh, there was this this good tweet here. There you go. Republican Republican Christian values. I can't feed these people. It will destroy their incentive to better themselves. (laughs) <laughs> the teachings of Republican Jesus feed only those that look like us and pass the drug test. Do not give <laughs> unto them aid for their country is a shithole. like my good like high effort takes <laughs> well all right we're on bro what up on electables how you living we are back and at least as adequate as ever <laughs> yeah i mean the podcast is a little bit late this week um, oh it's i thought today was wednesday never mind yeah we're still so we're, we're still good get it out we're yeah, still good try and get it out tomorrow Absolutely. Guests fall through, so we're trying to figure it out. But we've been we've been doing lots of streaming this week. So. Yeah, I mean uh, it's been it's been good. I think going and doing the streams. Um, yeah, lots yeah. of content for the unelectable faithfuls. <laughs> we got oh, some new unelectables. We ended up picking up like seven subscribers today alone. So that's nice. Man. That is really that is very good for us. And uh, without further ado, let's go ahead with the first story. Um, something that uh, Matt here took a, a little bit of a personal stance on with uh you watch rising every morning do what you told me right yeah man i watch rising every morning like, yeah and there was a 9 30 i'm sitting i usually like i i'm a stay-at-home dad so i sit with the kids mm-hmm. and while they're in you know they do e-learning and <clears throat> i like to have you know news to watch and i'm not going to watch the fucking mainstream bullshit you know so i put that on and i enjoy it for the most part and i enjoy having the mix of the takes you know i enjoy having a right winger's perspective on stuff especially one <clears throat> that's more populist right because i mean Sagar on rising is known I, that populist is nonsense like the way i think of it is populist is like less full of shit you know because unless <laughs> yeah. you support unions and living wage and simple stuff like that you're not really a populist you're just anti-china right. you know that's really what it <laughs> down to. it's like no that's true populist right is really just like warmongers for china and they're trying to dress it up like that's yeah i mean I think, I think we did this on an episode before that's like Steve right Bannon's thing yeah i mean that, that's like, his whole thing uh, Sagar is very much part of that whole camp 
yeah, right? He's and, with those guys. But I usually I can listen to his takes because he does seem reasonable for the most part, you know. And uh, yeah, I, I didn't actually catch the segment, but uh, this was, was your reaction to it. Um, here we go. You're done with rising. Damn, that's some harsh words. Sagar pushing the Pinkerton guy is Antifa narrative was too much for me. Now we did talk about this story a little bit with um the We talked about Raven and Broke on Saturday. Right, yeah, we talked about it in real in the, life perspective on it. We yeah, didn't just, exactly. Like, read the you know, read like, you know, fucking Facebook memes uncritically. Like Yeah. Which and you know, I think what, from and from what we played was. up on the video, you know, we could clearly see that the dude was getting set to mace this Pinkerton guy and he got shot. Yeah, right. Pretty clear cut to me. Like, I don't know. I mean, as much as a self-defense case can be clear cut, these cases are always like, you know, complex. But so, I mean, the, the framing, was he part of Antifa? I mean, he was a security guard. They're asking like he had no other reason to be there. He was working, you know. So it's not like this is a stretch here to he's understand like, what, what he's doing at these places or at this place when he when these protesters showed yeah. up. You know, it's you know, we're not talking about a complicated issue here you know just every step of the way he's just misinforming bullshitting and spinning everything like leaving shit out adding stuff that doesn't belong qualifying it just uh talking about like it's just it's so disingenuous and i cannot <sighs> believe they just aired it like this with no no challenging anything yeah i was just encouraging him the whole time like I kept saying people kept replying like to that post and I was like it's it's when Crystal's there it's fine because she keeps him in check. She she challenges the right. bullshit and yeah. doesn't get away with it. This is just like the two of them egging each other on. Like they, you know, they've been They're, taking a lot of L's lately, right? The far right <laughs> absolutely been busted up their their uh, their kidnapping plot. They've had Violence all over this country. The FBI issues this big report. They have the the two guys charged in California and the two boogaloos. They're just – it's becoming apparent to – you know, it's breaking into the mainstream, right? Like right. these guys are I out mean, of control and it's as a result almost directly of people like this shithead, this <laughs> Daily Caller guy just – giving them this echo chamber and this platform to normalize their psycho views and like convince them that, Oh the, yeah. Like Tim, like Tim Poole was saying the other night, like we were watching that clip last night. Like right. they're out to get you. They're coming for you. It's all like, a bunch all of fear mongering crap. And, and then, then that, they reinforce but, it and lie. Right. But then that also, but then yeah. And that's leading to a lot of these people being not here. Okay. So let me, let me go to the clip of, for, for context for what uh, we're talking about here. So here's the, here's the Twitter. Clip. I sent you? Yeah. It's clear these guys are provoking people. They're looking, they're spoiling for a fight, right? Like, they're, he's walking around slapping people. Yeah. Like, and then he's like, oh, his gun was already pulled. Like, yes, his gun was pulled because he was saying, back the fuck up, like, what like a security guard's supposed to do. Exactly. Like, the whole fact that they didn't even mention. Like that just shows you right away, right off the top, that they're already biased as hell by not mentioning why the camera crew has to have security. Like exactly, that right That's, off the top of the bat. Why like, is it the that they hired, hired a Pinkerton in the first them. place? What? So what yes. was the reason? What, what do you mean? What was the reason? You know, you know the reason. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm asking like you to spell. Like, <laughs> they, 
you, we've seen them like cheering the president even, but like if he's cheering, you know the chuds are cheering when yes, like Ali Velshi got hit or whoever that was who got hit in Minnesota shot him with a rubber bullet or something. Yeah, exactly. Like they've been cheering this kind of shit on, so the security has to be hired so that they can report on this stuff, and that's not normal. I mean, it's not normal that like you know reporters have to be worried fear of their life and have armed security. Pinkertons, no less, when they go out on the street like that. Well, no, not at all. Uh, uh, since we're on Rising, I think we should just jump over to uh, our favorite host of Rising. <laughs> Will she be enough to go ahead and keep watching the show? I mean, I'll probably watch some of it, but, like, I'm just pissed off. Like, I don't bitch, man. I've never bitched about it like this before. People are always like, oh, she shouldn't be platforming a fascist. And, oh, that's just like a, a to bait and switch to get the left to vote for Trump. And I've seen all kinds of shit lib conspiracy takes about it. And it's like, no, it is what they say it is. It's a right winger and a left winger. And they talk, right? But they agree on objective facts and keep each other honest. When they do segments like this, it's just straight propaganda. Like, I love Crystal's takes, but she's got good takes. And, like, I like Sagar's takes, but not so much that I like Sagar's takes. It's that I like having uh, a, That balance. No, I like having a right-winger who's not just lying. Yeah, exactly, but he, it's also a different perspective. I, I do, but see... Or lies. Yeah, I mean, for me, I do like that balance, just speaking for myself, but it's not just propaganda, like you said. It's an actual different perspective. It might be different from mine, but it's not just straight... Uh, shit that I could just get, you get from fucking Fox News all day, you know. Yeah, if exactly. you get you get actual dissent from Sagar most of the time, but I mean no, that's just playing right into all the same kind of bullshit. But um, let's go ahead and jump to the other host of Rising, which would be Crystal, and she had this Why to say. Well, she had this tweet out, and I'm this too. is about an issue that we were talking about a little bit yesterday. Uh, Keith Olbermann had uh, said about a uh, Wolf Blitzer and uh, Nancy Pelosi interview, and we'll go to the interview in a second, that um, Wolf Blitzer is embarrassing, and he owes Speaker Pelosi and his audience an apology. And uh, Crystal, Who said this? That's uh, Keith Olbermann. Oh, my God. Yeah, and uh, Crystal had this to say back to him. Pelosi owes the entire nation an apology for, for preferring political games over actually getting aid to people who are suffering. So... Yeah, we as we know from um, what's been going on, there's a 1.8 trillion dollar uh, stimulus bill on the table right now, and uh, Trump is pushing to get that signed. And uh, we had said yesterday we were kind of speculating about whether it was just about keeping Trump from getting a win. And what happened today it kind of starts pointing more in that direction as opposed to her actually trying to take some kind of principled stand of any kind, right? So um, this is the the clip over here from that I'll play you from Twitter that. Uh, from that interview. So. Let me see it. Oh, the Pelosi Wolf Blitzer clip? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I saw that one. All right. Yeah, Jimmy Dore did a segment on it where he had more. I don't know, I didn't see any other. Um, Thank you so much yeah. for joining us. Well, we've been on the vote, and you were not right on this walk, and I'd hate to say that to you. But I feel confident about it, and I feel confident about my colleagues, and I feel confident in my chairs. And it's not about me, it's about millions of Americans who can't put food on the table. And we represent them. And we represent them. And we represent them. Long food lines that we're seeing. I know you know them. I'm just saying. We represent them, and we know them. As we, we say, know them. we represent them. Don't let yes. the perfect be the enemy of the good, as they say. It is nowhere near perfect. 
Madam Speaker. Always the case, but we're not even close to the good. All right, let's see what happens because every day is critically, critically important. Thanks so much Thank for joining us. Thank you for your us. sensitivity to yeah. our constituents' needs. I am sensitive to them because I see them on the street begging for food, begging for money. Madam Speaker, thank Have you so you much. Have you fed them? We feed them. We feed them. We'll continue this conversation down the road for sure. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, Madam Speaker. That was not your finest moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, have, she asked her at the end, have you fed them? Have, and referring to her constituents. Yeah. Um, she gets, she goes on CNN and she gets, I mean, are they just so not used to pushback at all that anything short of genuflecting, think, yeah. it, it leads to an unhinged rant like that from who's supposed to be the current leader of the Democratic Party, right? I mean, she's the highest, she's the third in line to the presidency. Um, mm -hmm. Everybody, All the libs like to yes queen over her. You have those stupid pictures that they post up from the tearing of the of whatever speech yep. to the whole impeachment shit that she flip-flopped on a bunch of times. What happened to impeachment was too good for him. And then, of course, the, the whole standing on... Uh, in front of the desk, in, uh, in front of Trump, shit, and um, where she clapped. Yeah, the the. That's how I always clap. <laughs> so you're supposed to clap. Yeah, man, and um, I, I mean, look. I mean, she even said she wasn't like she trying to patronize him or anything. Yeah, no, exactly. she said she wasn't throwing shit. I mean, but then and, but the next everybody, year she ripped the thing. Yeah, and exactly. Like, you know, and uh, yeah. but it was really a horrible display when. Either try when the only push there was trying to get um just trying to push for a stimulus bill that might actually help people and it's a pretty decent middle ground at this point with what the people do actually need. I mean, we've this whole Congress has fucked us over since one since they yeah. issued one check. That's yeah. it, and we're still in the midst of a pandemic. I mean, forget about doing the actual right thing, you know. Forget about a UBI, at least for the duration of the pandemic. Really, that should be what uh, what's on the table. But mm -hmm. you know the and then it, it's a total bullshit move by the Democrat. I mean, it's a failure of a move on the Democrats' part because the Republicans won't pass that. You know, I doubt they'll pass mm -hmm. that. Even then, I, I don't think Senate Republicans will pass the stimulus. Yeah, so they should at least call their broth, but they should yes. put a good one through. I mean, I mean, this could... is at least something to to help people out with, you know, I mean, the unemployment, the at least an, another another check, something coming into people that really desperately need it. And, yeah. it, and well, at this point, I mean, for the Democrats, it's just really bad strategy, because if they do kick if they do kick that over to the Senate, it'll get shot down. And then the Senate will the Senate Republicans will automatically take the fall for this. Mm -hmm. You know, right now, Trump can can actually has the advantage saying that well you know i have a stimulus on the table and pelosi's not wanting to do it because she doesn't want uh, she doesn't want to give me this it's it's all about politics for her i mean and it really is apparent for that but uh, we did have more reactions i wanted to go over to so kyle uh actually tweeted out this after the 
the whole Wolf it's Blitzer rant. Kyle's Corner. It's <laughs> Kyle's Corner. We might actually have to do a segment so we do cite his stuff a lot. But uh, yeah. absolutely disgusting display from from Pelosi. Comical in its arrogance and stupidity. Read the thread. She has no substantive rebuttal. So, yeah, I did want to go through this thread a little bit. Let's go bit. through this thread because I want to see exactly what she's saying is wrong with it. All right. So, Wolf Blitzer grilling Pelosi on why she won't take the $1.8 trillion deal. Reads Rokana's tweet. I don't know why you're always an apologist and many of your colleagues are apologists for the Republican position. Rokana, to who? I think that's what uh, what Pelosi is saying to Bl- Wolf Blitzer. She said, oh, yeah. did, did she throw so shade at Wolf, Rokana? Yeah, so, yeah, that's exactly she what did? she said. Yes. So this is what she said for the Republican position. Rokana, that's nice. That isn't what we're going to do. So Wolf also uh, says also that uh, he's spoken with Andrew Yang, who says, take the deal. Pelosi, honest to God, I really can't get over it because Andrew Yang, he's lovely. Rokana, he's lovely. They're not negotiating the situation. (laughs) Uh, Yikes. With uh, all due respect, you don't really know what you're talking about. Pelosi tells Wolf Blitzer as he presses her on why she won't take the the Munichin deal. Uh, Wolf says, Pelosi should call the president and say, let's make a deal. Look, let me say this. The president has sent Mr. Mnuchin to negotiate. They do not share our values. I have little respect uh, that we know something about these subjects. These are incredibly difficult times right now, says Wolf Blitzer. We'll leave it on that note. We'll leave it on that note. And you're not right on this, Wolf. It's not about me. It's <laughs> about could, millions of Americans. <laughs> and, we'll, and we represent them. Don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Why did she do that? Don't let the perfect be the enemy of the Why good. Why did she? And then it went on after that, though. Yeah, right? That's uh, when they had yeah the I just wanted to. About yeah, okay, I just wanted hungry. to. Oh, true. Not that one. Yeah, didn't um, want to do that. Let's do. Uh... Did anybody respond? I want to see what the libs are saying. Like, what's like Iglesias say about that? Um, ah, damn it. What happened to my other clip? All right. Anyway, let's go back to these things. So, uh,. Let's you see, see Mexico's legalizing pot? Yeah, I caught that. Um, we could go over that if you want to. Just bookmark it. All right, see. Pelosi, thank you for your sensitivity to our constituents' needs. I am sensitive to them because I see them on the street begging for food, begging for money. And then Pelosi, have you fed them? We feed them. We feed them. That's fucking creepy as shit, wasn't it? Yeah, that was really bad, bro. Like, yeah. I don't know. Oh, this is what Here's I was. The thing, so I this, said the same thing. I but mean, I mean that line though about. Yeah, I mean, what does this even shit. mean? What does this even mean? What, what Blitzer said. Don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Here's Kevin McCarthy saying that we don't need the checks. I mean, no decency. enhanced unemployment Like I know I'm supposed to be in favor of Wolf Blitzer, but that just seems so stupid. Here's the thing. I don't know what to think. Like I said last time, I really don't know because I could see like the Republicans sneaking the shit in just terrible policy measures. Uh-huh. Like like I said about the liability, I really want to see how that's structured. Like I think she there's a chance she could be right. I don't you know how much I hate Pelosi. Like right. she, I think I tweeted out earlier like she's she's first up against the wall. Like I fucking hate her so much. And it's like the Republicans, like, they hate, like, people hate them and they know people hate them. But, like, I hate Pelosi because she right. just, you know, everybody loves her. Like, <laughs> you know. 
I mean, okay, so let me let me go to another tweet here that um, I pulled up here. So from Glenn, uh, Glenn uh, Greenwald here, Rokana, that's nice. That's extremely wealthy. Nancy Pelosi mocking her own colleague for urging that economic relief be passed to provide some ec- from um, economics uh, to be passed to provide what economic suffering in the pandemic for people who are suffering. Wow. So, um, um, like I said. I mean, but uh, it's probably despicable that she. I've been taking like, a shot at Rokana in the middle of it just because he's been like the one of the only people that are that's advocating for it. That's you know. That's so who she is, man. I mean, look. So this is what this is what Rokana originally said here. Let me look at so, those tweets. Uh, can you see it here? I mean, hold on, let me pull it up. Right. <sighs> so. Which one is it? Right there at the top. What's the f- so it says, uh, people in need can't wait until February. $1.8 trillion is significant and more than twice Obama's sp- uh, stimulus. It will allow Biden to start with infrastructure. Obama won in 08 by doing the right thing on TARP instead of what was expedient. Make a deal and put the ball in McConnell's corner. Yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah, he's right. He's right. I mean, come on. You, um, and there has been disappointed dis- disappointment on... Uh, leftist Twitter circles that he's the only one saying to pass a stimulus. You know, you haven't heard anything from the squad, from AOC or Rashida or any of them to, wow. to push for that. So, I mean, That's I think... crazy that he's the only one. Yeah, I mean, I think they all should be pushing to pass that stimulus by now. And then after all this stuff that Pelosi's doing, and she just comes away with a really, really bad look. Um, no. Yeah, he says it right here. What is it? He's probably the only one saying it. As the Senate confirmation hearing continues, remember that 74% of Americans want us to pass a COVID relief bill before confirming before confirming a new Supreme Court justice. Yeah. I mean, there's no way. The people. I mean, that's what I'm saying. This is a fucking farce that they're getting away with this, that they're not hammering them like Roe does there right. over and over again. I mean, every single question in the confirmation hearing should be, we need to be passing a stimulus. This is an insane. Like, they can't believe they're going along with it. Like, well, like, and he um, tweeted out the length of the previous confirmations. The shortest one, I guess, is Ginsburg in 50 days. Yeah, the ones in 72, and they're trying to rush it in in like a week. That's basically what they're gonna do, and I and I promise you, they're gonna do it. I just know they're gonna do it. And uh, uh, Pelosi's uh, progressive challenger also tweeted about this, where um, he basically just said, "We want uh, Pelosi replaced with a voice willing to." actually show up for debate and be engaged in a reasonable exchange. I mean, she just came off with so damn unhinged in that, you know, and it, uh, Pelosi did. So, um, um, I mean, I, I, know, I would like to see Batar, uh, beat her. It, I mean, I'm not going to act like that's, um, likely, but it would be great to see. Um, um, just, can you imagine what would happen if she lost? You know what else they should do too is they should pass it so it has the Senate has to do it. Like what I can't. There's that's really, exactly what I'm really saying. Really hard to see the good side of this for Pelosi. She's playing right into their hands. Like yes. she's doing exactly she, what they wanted to do. That, that's the problem. She's the holdup here. And then the way that she's op- operating, it, everything falls on her. Trump can just keep going at her. The Republicans can say, well, the Democrats don't want to negotiate. And in this case, they're right. She, her fucking lib shit lib base is just so dumb. Like, I guess I've always said the Pelosi stands are the worst, man. Like, I, 
I get what the Chuds are doing. I get what their project is. They're white right. nationalists, right? They want to like exclude gays and minorities and like whatever else, you know, that's, that's their thing. But like the liberals are just, it's, it's, there's what, what is in it for them? I don't understand. Like, it's just this whole like virtue signaling thing. Like they get to feel superior to the Chuds. That's like all that's in it for them. Right. It's right. Just, and well, okay. Let me go to this one. Um, since uh, we did bring up the judicial hearings, um, th I have a little bit of the questioning from the nominee, Judge Barrett. Um, she, she was so everything she says, every single comment she says is so fucking like <laughs> I, I, she's like I was just trying to imagine myself being in her class. Like I can't, like I would go crazy. Like she's just she's so condescending. Like every single thing she says is like. I can't even believe that she's acting that way in her Senate confirmation like that. It's just well, uh, okay. So this is what um, Amy Klobuchar was questioning her. Uh, she was asked if um, whether it's illegal to, under federal law to intimidate voters at the polls. I saw this. Yep. So let me go you to play this clip. Yeah. Let me let me go to that. All right. All right, Amy. Under federal law, is it illegal to intimidate voters? You know, I stand, Amy. Klobuchar, I can't characterize the facts in a hypothetical situation, and I can't apply the law to a hypothetical set of facts. I can only decide cases as they come to me, litigating parties <laughs> on the full record after fully engaging precedent, talking to colleagues, writing an opinion, and so I can't answer questions like okay, that. Okay, well, I'll make, I'll make it easier. 18 U.S.C. 594 outlaws anyone who intimidates, threatens, coerces, or attempts to intimidate, threaten, or coerce any other person for the purpose of interfering with the right of such other person to vote. This is a law that has been on the books for decades. Judge Barrett, under federal law, is it illegal to intimidate? All right, so. <laughs> well, you know, what was uh, really funny to me about that, you know, she's saying you can't apply the law to hypotheticals. Yeah, that's literally the only <laughs> thing lawyers do. I can't even that believe is, she got away with that. Yeah, I, I mean, look, so uh, for those of y'all that haven't seen us before, uh, we'll say it again. Yeah, Matt and I have gone to law school. We've studied the law. We uh, know our stuff to a certain degree, I'd say. We're, we're pretty decent at this. And one thing you can tell, I can tell you, when you're in law school, that's all you learn how to do is apply the law to hypothetical situations. That's all you do. You write a bunch of uh, analyses about about a hypothetical and you apply the law to it they have a whole thing it's called issue rule analysis and conclusion that's what it that's what you do you analyze the issue in a hypothetical situation you apply the rule of law you analyze you do it a, an analysis and you write a conclusion so for a judge that's supposed to be on the supreme court supposed to be on the highest court in the land to say i can't apply the law to an hypothetical situation it's complete it's a complete joke yeah um, um, this you get you passed me a thing here too. Which one? I mean, oh, the marijuana thing. Okay, got it. No, yeah, we do that later. Um, the other one, the um, I didn't I didn't see this clip yet where they called her out for saying sexual preference, <laughs> and like she, I don't remember the clip, but like she's she probably did that shit on purpose. Yeah, I mean, look, I I think it's pretty obvious that this one. any pick is uh, you bookmark it. Oh, you got it. I just DM'd it to you. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think any pick that Trump was going to go and put forward 
wasn't gonna be good. That was gonna be a safe bet. But I mean, the, the she that that she just makes that her so much as a joke. On like, yeah, she's just anti-worker, right? Like we talked about the Grubhub thing, mm-hmm. right? The story that Sorota broke, um, and it this other one. Did you hear about the one with the the boss and he said he was like allowed to like say the n word? He just couldn't oh, like the God. worker had to prove that it created a hostile work environment. Oh really? It was fascinating. He said he was allowed to say it, right? Like he, <laughs> he was like, allowed to say okay. it because it didn't necessarily it create a hostile work environment. Exactly. So it didn't oh, prove that he was harmed right, so by creating a hostile work from, environment. All right. So this is from. All right. What's the name of the senator? That, that was two. Me? That was two races for Kavanaugh. <laughs> oh God. He he said he said she was wrong. Like it. Yeah, but um. I mean, <laughs> if, well, look, if she was on the court for Overfell, I don't think you have to guess uh, which way that she would have voted on that. I mean, she says preference. Like, what? <laughs> oh, God. She's really going to do this shit? Yeah. Um, let's see. I think, like, I think they would be more likely to repeal this than Roe v. Wade. I think they're. I think both are on the table with her on the court. Really, I don't think you can. If they're gonna go backwards on gay marriage, I don't think there's a reason to think that they're gonna go that they wouldn't go backwards on on abortion rights either. I mean, look at the the laws that they try to put on the books in all these red uh red states. It's ridiculous, you know. So I mean, there's. I think there's legitimate cause for concern to think that they that a court a court with her with a Barrett on there would overturn it. But well, um, but still, no. I mean, the point that she's making. I mean, I think it's extremely valid. Uh, Scalia was um, Barrett's mentor. She ascribes to the same judicial philosophy. And, you know, when I was in law school, there was nothing much more annoying than having people say how originalism is the best way to go about it. Because just based on because it all comes down to your ideology, regardless, at the end of the day, it still comes down to your ideology, because you can twist originalist meanings by saying what you think a word means. And it happens yeah. all the time. And let me tell you something. You do not have to take any guesswork when you read um, Antonin Scalia's opinions. You can tell he's a douchebag by the way he writes. Okay, so, yeah, exactly. He's you know, a far-right activist judge, just like all the other right-wing judges on the court. And, and they it's just, and let me tell you, get away with. And look, just, let me tell you all, when it comes to... are so fucking bad, man. They're <laughs> but, so bad. Everything. But, every issue. No, but when it comes to the Supreme Court justices, the ones that are right-leaning, they do the same shit that the, that the Republican senators do. They'll virtue signal, like, if they have the high moral ground... They'll do so in their judicial opinions, <laughs> you know, and I, I got a, and really when it came to having to read Scalia's opinions, uh, Clarence Thomas's opinions, it, it's uh, one of the most infuriating parts that I remember from having to read cases. Con law, when you're reading a lot of cases, I mean, you notice that they validate or they um, enumerate a lot of um, innumerable rights by using the 14th Amendment. Right. And you'll hear from originalists when there's some kind of right that they don't think people should have that it's a civil it was a civil it was a post civil war amendment and it's not meant to do all these different things and mm-hmm. uh, I, mean, the, I mean what do you what do you think when you hear those kinds of originalist points of view? Um, I mean it's clearly nonsense. You can't like it was 
1776. What are you, are you crazy? <laughs> like, there's just no, we've gone through like multiple different iterations of American society since then. And it yes. was fucking, you know, it was a racist classist document when it was written. Like it was written from the perspective of white supremacist slaveholders, like, you know, open, avowed white supremacist slaveholders. It wasn't, you know, they were writing it for the ruling class to rule the country in such a specific way and to be able to hold power like that. Like there's no reason anybody should be using that as more than like a guidestone, like, you know, like the Bible or whatever. It's like <laughs> a text to base stuff on, but not anything that should have like valid, you know, legal standing. It's, and especially to try to guess what was in the head of yeah. of any Again. of those people. I mean, what I mean, that, that's what the, the, that's what they really advocate for is, um, Maybe you we're know, I, uh, overestimating how easy it is for them to get in the head of a white supremacist. Oh, well. <laughs> Maybe it's a <laughs> you, lot you, easier you, than – You might have a point there. <laughs> yeah. But um, – and so this is the person that McConnell is trying to push through in a matter of a couple of weeks. She really sucks. <laughs> it's really, really, and really he is a, But he is currently engaged in his own uh, race in – in uh, Kentucky against uh, Bloodbath Amy McGrath. <laughs> She's going to lose. <laughs> she no has no question. chance in hell. Booker could have beat him, but, you know, party interventions. So what – but nevertheless, the, the debates have been uh, a little bit more captivating than I anticipated. So let me uh, go ahead and play a clip from there that's been going around um, where – Bloodbath? Yeah, from Bloodbath and, and McConnell's debate where she calls him out on COVID. So here we go. Yeah, that's the one I wanted to watch last night. And, and the, Where he does that the, fucking creepy-ass laugh. I mean, you just don't <laughs> you, you negotiate, Senator. It is a national crisis. <laughs> you knew that the coronavirus wasn't going to end at the end of July. We knew this. I mean, I just think you've got to... And here's the thing. If you want to call yourself a leader... So, Bill. You, you, if you want to call yourself a leader, you got to get things done. Those of us that served in the Marines, we don't just point fingers at the other side. We, we get the job done. Did you go like our stream? Yeah, we got a like. Thank you. Appreciate you. Remember to, if anybody's watching, please do, do feel free to go ahead and leave a like, share, subscribe. Why don't you? It's all it's all good. It's all love. All right. So, um, yeah. So <laughs> there was a McConnell's turtle laugh <laughs> in the in the face of COVID, where I think she she really did a good job of hammering the point home. Because, you know, he isn't just any other senator. He's the leader of the Senate. He has a lot of control over what comes through and what is brought to the floor. And this crisis, I think, is the, the response to the crisis is as much botched by him as it is by Trump. And for that matter, Pelosi. But um, that is really why all of them, <laughs> all of them shouldn't be in the position that they are. But, you know, but um the answer we're gonna get with uh, McConnell, I mean, he's not gonna he's not gonna lose to McGrath, and mm -hmm. she's a centrist neoliberal who was trying was giving that campaign money she was donated uh, to help Trump win in her neighboring state of Ohio. So <laughs> she was the like the end product of the like run, you know, like like a half a centimeter to the left of the, the Republicans, right? Like she's yes. the far right neoliberal. And it's like 
clearly a failing strategy, but it's like it doesn't even matter that it's, you know, like I've always – like I keep saying over and over again. It's like you don't win people by being a crappier version of the Republicans. You win people <laughs> by being a strong Democrat. Yes. It's so you, obvious. Being it's op- just like, and, you know, and when I was on the platform committee, the one thing I said was if you're going to be an opposition party, be an opposition party. Yeah, and the the mindset, but, but no, and like the mindset of a neoliberal is, oh, we can't do that. What if it angers Republicans? I know because oh. they're so cocked. Like <laughs> they need to take control. Like you don't even have to do any different policies. Like you could tell your donors, like, listen, guys, I'm just saying this for show, but just get better at the messaging. Like fucking get out there and yes. stop letting them own you on every <laughs> single issue. Over well, and over and over again. Just well, speaking of messaging, <laughs> say shit, back it up. Like, well, speaking of messaging, Biden has a new uh, Biden has a new campaign ad out, um, and they took a little bit of uh, and like that, like Carl was saying about the Twenty Fifth Amendment thing. Sorry, before I forget, right? That that's such a dumb strategy. Like under anyone's imagination, that's such a fucking dumb strategy. And you compare that to. What if they had spent that time she did she was doing that fighting her ass off and going on TV talking about the stimulus talking about how people need money yeah isn't it one hundred percent clear that those two like one of those would help her a lot would help the Democrats and would coincidentally also help the the American people and the other one does nothing except give her like not even five minutes headline trying to say shit like oh like I'm throwing shade at the president like it's so performative and weak and it's ineffective it's like no, it, she got it, it nothing is. out of it and now the president's also there too so they can pretty much you know semi pseudo impeach anybody like super impeach somebody if they like get this committee right like yes it's well, such a bad strategy and that's just textbook for her it's like I can't even believe it and people just take her seriously still it's just they should be like laughing at her when she walks in the room like yeah. Well, okay. So back to what we're talking about with messaging. So the Biden campaign uh, tried a different uh, strategy, I guess, with their with their messaging this with their recent campaign ad. Um, I, I think uh, safe to say it probably a exercise in pandering uh, with a probably a base that's going to go about 80, 20 their way anyway. But or I mean, either way, I mean, they're going to get I don't know who this is marketed at. You know, I really don't, but I'll just go ahead and play their new campaign ad. You know why I don't vote? I didn't see this yet. Where's the link? Because as a black man, I just feel uh, like there's no hope. Uh, got it up in the in the bookmarks. Go back to China, taking the coronavirus as a joke. And that's the part that frightened me. When you choose a president, it's supposed to be a knockout. Then why this situation doesn't entice me? If you got the answers to get me out this dark path, my brother, enlighten me. We always telling each other to stay woke. That's why this time we got a voice and you have to vote. The facts should show. Biden has a plan for African-Americans. We're not dealing with your average Joe. I see the way you looking right now. You know exactly where I'm going to go with this. For four years, we had Trump in office and we made yeah. the most of it. This guy's, well, we this guy's speaking truth, man. That can be in office that can give us a chance to have home ownership. I'm talking to all of you. $640 billion over the course of 10 years. So we can finally get house enough to afford it. <laughs> Look at him now. I got him stuck with Biden and Harris plan. We got to trust because we can't say we support Obamacare, but rock with Trump. So Harris and Biden is going to help with black ownership, huh? Okay, maybe it's true. But what about the black colleges and all the funding for the HBCUs? Is Biden going to follow in Obama footsteps and go all out with health care? 
Or is he going to laugh at us like our president now while our people struggle on welfare? You see, I did my research. This is so terrible. Biden and Harris planning to put 70 billion to the HBCU. We're not just talking about a couple racks, giving teachers a raise. What Trump attempted to do, they plan to double that. And as far as the rich and poor with schools, the whole goal is to end the funding gap. That sounds legit. Only if our president now would quit. Hey, did you know that unemployment for African-Americans is up this percent? So when you tell me to go and vote, go and vote, but the reason why it's such a hard one, because how we expect our people to get jobs and the president can't even get the job done. Bro, I understand it's a process, so I'm not rushing you. Take your time. You know what? Speaking of that, I got the perfect place to take you that'll change your mind. Uh, oh, OK. Um, was that, that was so cringe. Yeah. So who's that aimed at, bro? <laughs> you know exactly who the fuck it's aimed at, man. <laughs> It's aimed at Milwaukee. It's aimed at the fucking 80,000 Milwaukeeans who didn't vote last time because they said Hillary was cringe. Like, uh, it couldn't be more transparent. And I don't understand, like, what the point is. Someone's yeah. going to sit through this thing, this two minutes and 15 seconds, and, like, watch these guys, like, give pretty Like a fake-ass rap battle like, with, like, they, the cringiest neolib policies and then blurring out the stats on unemployment. Like, if he's, What the hell was that about? I, I have no idea, that. man. I have no idea why they blurred that shit out. Like, he just dropped, like, the sickest Eminem verse, and he's blurring out all the curse words or some shit like that. How come they didn't put a beat on it, either? Bro, like, well, because, I mean, I, I, when you're freestyling, bro, you don't always got a beat. Sometimes you got to go acapella. Yeah, but, like, there was no flow. It was just, they were just talking, and it happened to rhyme a little bit. Like, a little bit, too. I mean, like, the rhymes weren't even that solid, bro. Oh, no. They were just talking in, like, an aggressive style. Yeah, that's like, not, I a, like, I think whoever arranged that probably has never seen a rap battle. <laughs> I mean, these guys in the commercial, they, those guys obviously, like, you know, they, I mean, presumably look, I, I as, mean, like, young men, like, you know, our age, maybe. like, I, I've seen rap battles, like, you know. And, I look, I don't think you'd ever catch anybody trying to rap battle to vote for Joe Biden. Uh, like, I mean, can we imagine that? Funny. Imagine you go out to the to rap battle, you see the dude just take the stage. I was, you know, think about it like like eight mile style, just you know, looking how hard as it could be. And then all of a sudden, then like the first thing out of his mouth, you gotta vote for Biden and Harrison. <laughs> I mean, damn, dude. I, I mean, it could be worse. It really could like, have been worse. Vote for the cop. <laughs> it could have been worse. You know, <laughs> like that fucking Hamilton shit that Hillary did. Like, Ugh. you know what I'm saying? Hillary did lots of cringe shit. Like. That was pretty Biden's that, lucky because he is so old and lazy and like <laughs> hates young people. So he like won't pander to them. Oh, but like, well, you know, Democrats usually pander so cringe. Right. Like, uh, like they're just so painfully uncool. It's like Sirota was talking I mean, about. So um, you don't think they got any cool points? Off? Are, you, are you saying they didn't get any cool points for posting a rap battle ad video? No. I mean,. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, I don't know. Did, laughing, did, but did, I don't know if, if it's as cringe as you think it is. Like I'm saying, I'm thinking about it. Uh, think about it. What, it. What's? It's not a song, right? It's just two dudes talking, basically. So it's like a commercial. It's supposed to be a rap battle. But it's not really a rap battle, though. It's but it's a, dudes, like that's why it's so, But that's why it's so cringe because it's supposed to be a rap battle. I don't really think it is though. Like, oh, bro. It I mean, is. Kind it's of, supposed okay. to like mimic a rap battle. I okay. Think that's okay. Cool, no, no, actually, no, no. dude. No, I 
I'm I'm gonna stand this. Yeah, mm. this is this is cool. This is like, yeah, obviously it's not cool, but like. Oh no! It's a you're, commercial. You're, we're gonna man. have to clip that one out. That's gonna be that's gonna be on the on the sound it's effects a now. Segment. Matt saying like, that this was cool. <laughs> oh I mean, boy. Yeah. It's like, first of all, okay, like I said, it's not as cringe as it could be. Okay. Second of all, I think it might be effective. I think it's you think it you might know be why a, I think it might be effective right, because it's talking policy. That's why I think it'll be effective. Oh my god. Discussing actual policies, actual concrete material okay. factors in life. That's not something that these assholes discuss ever. <laughs> he's giving like solid you know, he's whatever's there in the platform that's good. It was so you know, terribly he's done. Like But look at this is the thing. That, there's one part of it. So, I mean, it's I presumably it's, it's supposed to be marketed towards millennials, maybe Gen Z, um, African-American vote, right? Yeah. So what part of that does Biden not already have with them? That's like it, the <laughs> ones who stay home. The ones it's who stay one, home. Oh. That's what this is for. This is for okay. like you to like if you okay. have any homies who like don't want to go vote. All right. You are you supposed can. to watch this. Oh, so oh, okay. So I'm supposed buddies. to so I'm supposed to go to the homies and play the rap battle, and then they're gonna get no, a ball on. You take the arguments <laughs> he makes in the video and you tell them to your friends. All right. Do I rap them? I mean, you can. <laughs> I'm sure you can do it a lot better than this. Yo, Biden and Harris be banging y'all. We got this business, small business dollars from Well, y'all. okay, since we're on the topic of rap, we do have um, uh, rapper Kanye West. This is yeah. Corona in the time of Kanye. All right, Kanye in the time Kanye. of Corona. Uh, he released his All first right, presidential ad. Now, we know from his campaign, he's basically trying to turn the United States into a theocracy. Um, so weird. He's, so he's weird. A, probably about the only person that could challenge... Uh, Trump in terms of being egotistical, but uh, let's go ahead. I haven't seen the ad. Matt, have you seen I it? God. Have you seen the ad? Yeah, I watched it. I have not seen it. So that, no, this is cringe. This is so much worse. All right. So let's see what we got here. Kanye. This not only doesn't talk policy, but it, it's fucking, you know, a theocratic nightmare. True justice. We have to think about all these things together as a people to contemplate our future to live up to our dream, we must have vision. We as a people will revive our nation's commitment to faith, to what our constitution What's calls the exercise of religion, including, of course, prayer. Through prayer, faith can be restored. I can't see it. We as a people are called to a great 19%. We are not 19% in Kentucky? World, Holy shit. Servants to each other, to encourage each other, to help each other, to lift up each other. Our fellow Americans, that we may all prosper together. We have to act on faith with the sure knowledge that we are pursuing the right goals and doing the right thing. Joe Jorgensen won the poll. That's a bullshit poll, bro. Families are the building blocks of society, (sighs) of a nation. By turning to faith, we will be the kind of nation, the kind of people God intends us to be. I am Kanye West, and I approve this message. Oh, oh boy, Kanye. <laughs> yeah, okay, between the rap battle and Kanye's ad, yeah. Oh, wait um, a minute, this tweet has one of those manipulated media things on it. Which ones? The tweet with the polls on it. He tweeted out, like, this poll results, and it was um, Joe Jorgensen was 
first place at 36%, and it has one of those manipulated media things. Oh, well. Well, okay, so what do you think of Kanye's ad, Matt? Man, I think it's terrible. <laughs> well, I, well, look, before you even released the ad, we knew that he had, like, every part of his platform had to deal with religion, God, prayer. So I assume he's wanting everybody to fall in line behind his God and his religion. And his uh, his ad is reflective of that. <laughs> so, um, do you do you give Kanye a chance to do better as, uh, than the other third party candidates? Yeah, I think he will. You you do think so? I mean, I don't know what Jorgensen's deal is. I don't know if she's popular. I think um, uh huh. What's his name? The guy last time got a lot of votes because there Gary was Johnson. A lot of, yeah, there was a lot of disaffected Republicans and um, you know fiscal conservatives or whatever uh, yeah and i think this time those dudes are probably all voting for biden uh-huh. you know i don't think um there's going to be too much going to jorgensen <laughs> yeah um and then how he's like not even campaigning man he's yeah like, he, he basically so what's his deal yeah i don't know i mean he has the best platform yeah of course he does of course but i mean kanye's platform is probably the worst and before anybody hasn't seen us before says that we're anti-religion we just spent like the last three days doing stories that were like very pro-catholic i guess yeah <laughs> so uh but um pro-catholic we were we were kind of we were kind of harsh on the evangelicals though a little bit yeah we're was. a little bit harsher on the evangelicals than we were on the catholics man. but yeah i mean i'd, I'd kind of i was handing out flyers today uh-huh. um at the early polling place i you you should get involved, everybody. Do uh, you are. Do, and, do you think this lady um, came up to uh-huh. me? I was talking about defunding the police, and I was okay. trying to get people to vote against this judge and a couple other right. things. And the um, this lady came up to me, and she was like, you know, one of those like religious nuts. She was like trying to hand me like you religious know, like Bible stuff. So wait a minute. So then you go, you're going there to they're talking to me. <laughs> wait, I couldn't get away because I was standing at the polling thing and I couldn't leave. So I just had to sit there and she uh-huh. like talked to me, and I was trying to like tell her about socialism. And okay. How, like, so wait, you know, wait right you're, you're canvassing, right? That's your position as a canvas, and then you're getting canvassed when you, and trying to get radical. They're trying to radicalize I mean, you. <laughs> I was trying to radicalize her, man. Like, and she's over here trying to radicalize to you to become an evangelical. Well, she was all about abortion as usual, right? Of and course. I was like, you can't use that as your only thing. Like, everything else those people do is detestable. I was like, we're trying to defund the police because they get 40% of our city's budget. You know, we spend $4.5 million a day just on the cops. And we're lucky if we spend that in an entire year on social services and, and things that are actually needed, education, healthcare, housing. Did you, use the, did you use a religious argument to push why the, all of that is actually the Christian position? I told her that position? Jesus was a socialist. I told her that like, that's the way to be. Like I told her the rich don't deserve their money. They don't earn it. They, uh-huh. they make their money exploiting people and uh, we should be sick of it. All the government does is funnel money to the top and screw the taxpayers. And that's and the opposite she, of what Jesus wants. Exactly, and then she just went on some like, you know, like, we're all going thing. to hell kind of thing, and I'm oh, like, exactly, boy. we gotta stop treating our people like this. We gotta take care of our neighbors, man. It's crazy, and I was just getting frustrated right there because she was just <laughs> was like, I went to Catholic school my whole life. Like my kid goes to Catholic school. Like I, you know, you're not gonna teach me about religion, lady. Like I, I know, I, I know what's going on over there. Like, yeah, like I'm for, trying to teach you about some other shit. Right. You, I mean, for people that don't that haven't seen this before, Matt went to. Catholic school for what was it? You just it? said that you don't have to like verify. Yeah. But I mean, like, for how many how many years did you go? My whole life. My whole yeah. Whole life. 
never you not see? been to Catholic school until, well, I guess, uh, I even went to like Catholic law school for a year. Like I've done lots of Catholic school. Yeah. Like, so basically this uh, evangelical Christian lady was barking at the wrong tree. <laughs> Yeah, they don't care. They don't no, I don't think they do. And like, and, and, and crazy shit. but see, like, that's the other part of it. I mean, I don't know how educated they are in their own religion either. She and she knew Bible verses and stuff. I mean, you know that part of it too. But I mean, when it comes to applying that to the way they want to, they want to apply their religion to their politics. It goes a, it goes way beyond just abortion. So I kept saying to her over you know? and over again, you can't make that and your even, end all be all. And it's really, silly. Like, if you go and use, and again, if you study the Bible and you study what it says about abortion, it's really not all that clear cut. I mean, and didn't it say you can get an abortion? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It does. That if anything it has instructions for it, doesn't right. it? Yeah. I mean, it actually says do. that like, especially if yeah. it's of the, you have a, if the woman gets pregnant out of wedlock. So exactly. It's like, it, it basically says like it, you know, if you get raped or the baby's sick, you, you should get rid of it. Right. Like, I guess yes. that would be my takeaway. Like, uh, or you can get rid of it, you know, like, and it's just ahistorical, and you know what it is, it's that fucking wedge issue, it's that shit that they do, they make it on purpose, and they've made and this make generation of people fucking crazy, mm -hmm. these people are bonkers, man, and there's millions of them at all walks of life, and, like, a lot of them are, like, very successful, powerful people, right, mm -hmm. and they have these insane views that it's, like, like you said, like Kanye's saying, like, theocratic, and it's, like, that's, another one of those things i feel like people are getting intensely religious because sh things are so shitty right like yep. we're well, like entering this climate emergency <laughs> everybody's broke everybody's fucking getting fired it, nobody has any kind of like long-term stability like yeah there's people who are like looking for outlets right mm -hmm. like people are getting into conspiracy shit they're getting into like radical groups they're getting into religion yeah not a good sign man i think, nope. I think we're in trouble dude well you think that's trouble i'm trying to work get a good segue for this but i don't really have one but we only have a couple more stories that i wanted to go ahead and um get into here uh first thing is just really briefly there was an abc news poll that came out uh yesterday has joe biden ahead 12 points against trump in the general election match uh, matchup that's five points up since uh september uh, now, if you're keeping a score there, um, he's gone up by 12 in a couple of polls now, 20 in the Boston Herald poll, and now this one, right? So uh, things in the election are, all seem to be pointing in one direction. At, um, and uh, I mean, it's not looking good for Trump. So, yeah. I mean, what are you, what are you thinking at this point, Matt? You don't pound the gavel until it's election night and he's lost? Yeah, man, like I said, anything could happen, like, in time of COVID, mm -hmm. you know, like, you can get sick and die tomorrow, like, shit can change at the drop of a hat, like, there could be, you know, uh, like, more terror attacks, there could be, Trump could pull out any kind of crazy shit, like I was saying, like, I wouldn't be surprised if there was some sort of fucking alien false flag thing, you know, like, I think he would do he is capable of doing anything like i don't think he has any qualms about whatever kind of like harm it's caused to have his like ratings you know it's what yes. he sees it's like he needs a ratings bump <laughs> and he's like he can't go do his rallies and shit i mean he's trying to right yeah like, COVID and all he wants to go and kiss all the boys <laughs> he's talking about like yeah them, them steroids are hell of drugs do you think that's him like trying to like be like say something that's like uh 
oh, like the libs will love this, <laughs> you know, like you think I he's trying to like. I think he's trying people? to do LGBTQ outreach. I think he's. I think it's more than. That. I think it's like he's trying to be like woke. Right? Like he's trying to like appeal to like the liberals, like the way Joe Biden is trying to appeal um, to the chuds. Or like, yeah. <laughs> I really think he's. That's what he thinks. Well, like with with the polling going the way they are, I mean, in uh, one of the states, my home state of Texas, it's been characterized as up for grabs this time, as it has been, and I've been disappointed every every election for a while now. But um, so uh, part of the response to the polls being so close in Texas, uh, my governor, Governor Abbott, uh, has been doing some pretty nasty. Uh, voter suppression efforts so uh and it, it's currently locked in a legal battle um that is getting overturned and his his directive is getting um pushed back is pushing through but the whole idea is that they're going to have one drop box one drop box to per county that's what the that's what the governor wants to do so let's see on uh, a federal appeals court on saturday granted a temporary administrative stay allowing the governor for one location per county for ballot drop boxes to remain in place for now. And uh, the grant from the United States Court of Appeals Fifth Circuit means a directive from Abbott will stand until the court has considered the state the state's motion for a stay on its own merits. Um, Texas Attorney General uh, Ken Paxton has filed an emergency motion for Saturday for a stay pending the appeal to block a district court order that would have allowed county officials to accept hand delivery of mail-in ballots at any county annex or satellite office. The motion seeks to require eligible voters to hand deliver their ballots to a single early day voting clerk's office to ensure ballot security, his office said in a release. So um, it's more of this. this shit. Yeah, uh, just to give you, I mean, Texas is the second largest state in the country. Uh, we have the second in, in terms of uh, size and second in terms of, of uh, population. And uh, just in uh, Dallas County alone, uh, you can see from this tweet here. There we go. Uh, the first day of early voting, we had 59,000 <laughs> votes for one county official reported, and it can go up at that point that they tweeted it, and it you and it will. People were in line to early vote, so in one that's one county, 59,000 people. Now, who does this really benefit? Um. Voter suppression now in so far away in far in like of course voter suppression always favors a Republican, but even more than that in Texas we uh, have a few major cities, and we have a few, um, but most of the state is rural, so if you can see from here, uh, on this map that I got off of uh, Twitter, um, here we go, so in Loving County. That's one of the rural counties here. There's a population of 169 people in that county, and there's one ballot drop-off location. So, I mean, that seems reasonable. Now, Harris County, that's the city of Houston. There's 4.7 million people, and they all have to do their drop-box I mean, at one they location. Just mail it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, of course, they want to go and suppress the vote, so that's why they're making it difficult to hand in mail-in ballots. They, I, I mean, I'm not even sure as a Texas voter if what kind of restrictions that they lifted for absentee ballots, because if they did change it, it was very, very late. You have to have one of these reasons that are listed in order to be able to qualify to have an absentee ballot normally, which is stupid. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I you have. They, I thought they approved something over the summer to expand it. What was that story about? I thought they yeah. did do a couple of things right. to they make were, it easier for the pandemic. Yeah, because people were were bugging out because they're not allowing any kind of mail-in voting. But like, usually you have to have some kind of disability. You have to be out of state at the time of their voting, or you have to be incarcerated or something like that. That's no, not oh, really. Yeah, you. It's very very limited as to when they let you um, have an absentee ballot in the first place. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, and uh, just to go and uh, further clarify who was behind this ruling here. Um, so, in a late-night ruling, the Fifth Circuit Court upholds Governor Abbott's order that limits counties to one mail-in ballot drop-off location. A three-judge panel, all Trump nominees, says Abbott, in fact, expanded access to voting by allowing drop-offs before Election Day. Oh, yeah. good for them. Good well, for yeah, them. They didn't have drop-boxes before, right? Isn't this new? Yeah, but I mean the the one drop off location expanding yeah. the access to that is. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know how you roll on that, right? Because <laughs> like, if he's adding a new feature, if he's making it easier to vote at all, I mean, it's not right? even easier. I mean, <laughs> they're at a drop guess, like, of yeah, Dropbox thing. Looking at it. Right. You know, they, they, like, they, they add an, uh, they add a Dropbox feature and then make it completely inaccessible to I any. Know, I'm just trying county. to see how you would rule. Like, how would you rule against that? Like, because they, it's pretty clever of them, actually. <laughs> like, devious of them, right? Because what no. are you going to say that it suppresses the vote, but you're technically, in fact, the opposite of suppressing the vote. <laughs> you're just doing it in a very like someone has to challenge it's the like, way it's done. You know. It's like putting you, uh, like it's putting you in handcuffs, and then saying the key is in a vat of acid, and telling you to get, like you can get the key. <laughs> That's a bad example, but you get my point. Yeah, it's like yeah, uh, you have early access. You can you have more access to voting this way. Uh, and, but yeah. the only thing That's is, the thing yeah, with the voting laws, right? It's so easy to like. Yeah. You, so I mean, I think this pisses off a lot of people because it's just gonna make people. It's just gonna make it. A pain in the ass, even more of a pain in the ass to vote, and I don't think it's going to make anybody happy. So, uh, if, if there's not if, that many mail-in ballots, yeah. you have to be disabled or out of state to right. get one. Yeah, it seems like it won't be that big of an issue either. It might be. It it might be because I think they did expand the vote the the absentee ballot at the end of it, but at but <laughs> that's fucked up. They're going to make everybody wait in line. That's what exactly like, what they're going to do. Off about that, that everyone's going to have to go vote in person. Yeah, I think about the drop boxes, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's what whatever it is. If Texas is leaning leaning more and more purple, I mean, I think that's great news. Um, apparently, though, it's not from people that have lived here. Even though, like, there's been a there's been Democratic strongholds all along, but we're getting an influx from people moving from New York and California to come to live here, um, and. Uh, a lot of the right wingers are upset because all those people are bringing their politics with them. So yeah, that's such a fucking myth. There's no way that's actually happening. Like in any kind of sizable numbers that it would affect that is that big of an exodus where it no the the the, the state has been it, I mean the state has been leaning blue a little bit like enough for it to be some kind of conversation. And you do get of uh, the like you do have you get do get people from moving from uh, in state from out of state and a lot of people leaving from California. Um, yeah, but there's like you but, know, in a city that has a lot of urban areas is going to have plenty of Democratic voters, right? Mm -hmm. People who live in the city who like go to school are not idiots. They're not going to keep voting for the yes. jobs. Yes, and people that move from rural areas to city areas often 
changing their politics after they've been exposed to other points of view. Yeah, there's that too. Yeah. So, but uh, I think we're gonna go ahead and wrap it's up like all over the country. The stream you know, soon. Like, so it's this like dying minority of like pissed off old white people <laughs> who are trying to like hold on to their grip, right? All over the country. No, definitely. Like, all over the south, all over the northeast too. It's like what happened in Iowa, you know? Right. Like Mayor Pete managed to like stay in the race and do that, you know. Well, by the employing the regime change, yeah, like going to all these fucking rural, rural count, districts yeah. and convincing like eight old white people and getting their vote that counts the same as like hundreds of like you know young, still mostly white people, but just like not old reactionary psychos. Yes, in, you know the suburbs and the cities. And that's what the Republicans do. It's like a microcosm of it all over the country. Exactly. Plus the whole, you know, the undemocratic nature of the Senate to begin with, which is. Yeah, like I was saying, at the beginning I'll tie back to the beginning of the episode. Like I was saying about, you know, the Constitution being written by you know white supremacist slaveholders in order for the elites to rule the country in the iron grip. Like it's not something that we should be preserving, even if we could. You know. All right, everybody, we're out. All right, later.